0: Can't help it, I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it nah, I can't help it nah, I can't help it, I'm like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm like a Celtic. Alright, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy Di I'm joined by a very special guest, Sam Horning from Sam's Sports Angle. Uh, you can find him on blog posts. Uh as normal, going to go through today's podcast, give you a quick breakdown of the game, good and bad, uh, and also want to talk about the juicy James Harden to the Nets talk as well. So as normal, getting into player of the games here, I want to kick it over to Sam, uh, hear your thoughts. Who was your player of the game today in a massive Celtics victory where they beat the Magic 124-97? to
1: yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they, they had a lot of contributions throughout uh, the lineup. But, uh, I mean, I know I've heard you say Payton Pritchard multiple times. but I'm, So, I'm going to go with Semi Ojale. I mean, he just he, – he shot the ball well. He loved that corner three, hit three threes tonight. Just looked really comfortable out there. Ended with 18 points and six rebounds. Always brings it on the defensive end. but. He just—it uh, looked like he broke out a little bit, and for a Celtics bench that's sort of sin, even when they're going to have Tatum and Kemba Walker back, um, you know, it, it's good to see him play well.
0: Yeah, and I'm—I'm I'm glad you brought him up too, because honestly, I was—I was kind of in between going Jalen Brown or Peyton Pritchard, and. Shemi Ojole, I mean, I, I actually tweeted this right before the game ended, but outside of the, the crazy leap that we've seen from Jalen Brown this year and kind of moving himself into an all-NBA potential player at this point, I think Shemi Ojole is, like, the most improved player on the Celtics team. I mean, if you've looked at the, the last couple of years, he went in strictly to play defense, uh, mostly against Milwaukee just to guard Giannis because he's got the body for it. And that was about it. Uh, this year, he is, he's flipped a switch. I mean, you saw him end tonight, 18 points. Uh, he had six rebounds. And he shot three of six from the field, six of 10 overall. So Ojale, for me, I mean, he just, he continues to progress. And it's not just from three, which for me is the more important part of that. Uh I mean you've seen a couple of a couple of situations where, you know, he up fakes, drives to the lane, either gets the layup or gets fouled. So for me, I mean that's it's maturity that we've we just haven't seen yet. So I think that's a it's a really good pick for player of the game. Ojale played really, really well tonight. He
1: did. And you know, as you were saying about his progression of pulling up some stats, when he, his first, his second year in the league, he shot at 31% from the three, and this year he's shooting at 40%, that's, a, that's a, almost a 10% increase, and so, you know, you get contributions like that, that makes it, that spreads the court for Jason Tatum, for Kemba Walker, for Jalen Brown, and so yeah, if he, you know, he keeps playing like that, and he plays like he did tonight, it's going to open up so, so much stuff for the offense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of left me in a in a pickle here, cause I don't I don't really know who to pick for my player of the game here. I, I was tossing between Jalen Brown and Pritchard, and I kind of assumed you'd go with one of them, uh, but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a Pritchard again tonight, and here's here's why. It is it is glaringly obvious that. The Celtics were struggling hard to put together some sort of offense when Jalen Brown left the floor. And the only thing that changed that was Peyton Pritchard. Uh, He went out there and, you know, he had a couple of really nice, like deep, deep threes, as he seems to always do. But one of them was when the second unit was just struggling. Offensively, he had he had a really nice step back three, a really good drive, um, like back to back plays, and you know for such a for such a small guy, and I, you know, you played college ball, so like I know you get this, but like if you look at really Pritchard's stature, he's not a big guy by any means, but he has handles and gets to the line, or not to the line, but gets to the lane whenever he wants. So that for me was something that was desperately needed in a, you know, a second unit that was really struggling in the second quarter on offense.
1: Yeah, he. I mean, he's, take, he's taken such a big. I didn't know what to
0: expect when they drafted him. I don't think anyone did. Yeah, you kind of think he was maybe
1: cracked the rotation by maybe February, maybe March, but. You know, with Kemba being out, he's really taken the reins of being the point guard in that second unit as you mentioned. And he's he's just he's just so consistent. You know what you're gonna get from him. You know he's not gonna take bad shots, you know he's gonna you know, he plays like he's been in the league for a little bit and not a rookie. So he not definitely between him and Augilette, you know, they're, they're definitely two two of the guys, Jalen Brown of being player of the game, but yeah, Pritchard he he's played great again.
0: You know, so two of, the, two of the things that I want to highlight with Pritchard, right? Led the team in first half minutes with 17. Had 10 second quarter points where the Celtics were starting to struggle when when JB went to the bench. And JB had, in transition, almost a wide open three. And he started to drive and it looked like he was going to pull up for a mid-range. And he dishes the ball off to Pritchard for a corner three. And that, to me, says everything about how much the Celtics team trusts Pritchard, trust this rookie. You know, it's it's funny because we haven't had a rookie perform since Tatum. Right. Like, even, even going back to, to Jalen Brown, I mean, he, he was good, but he wasn't, He was not performing to the level that Peyton Pritchard is. Mm -hmm. So for me, like this is, it's, it's just huge having just another guy. And I want to talk about this too. Like you mentioned it. Kemba's not in right. Kemba today was actually supposed to be his return. And then COVID kind of shut everything down. So I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to say that's a a negative thing. We kind of all assumed that he wasn't going to play today after, you know not having a week of you know 5 on 5 practice but think about think about our depth at the point guard position once Kemba gets back like we're going to have Kemba we're going to have Teague Smart Pritchard and I guess it depends on Smart I mean he might stick in that starting lineup and we might just go small I mean that's kind of my assumption but like we're just our depth at that point guard position is unlike anything we've really ever seen. And you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but like I, I just I don't think that we've ever had a depth chart that good at the point guard position.
1: Yeah, trying to think think back. I, yeah, I don't really remember it either. And I think that's going to be this is the thing with Peyton Pritchard is going to cause that problem where. You know, you look at tonight, Pritchard has 16 points, four rebounds, three assists. Jeff Teague, 17 points, one rebound, two assists. Marcus Smart, 14 points. I know we were um, talking a little bit before the game about, you know, Marcus Smart, don't take any bad shots, don't you know make sure you're getting everything in the rhythm. And even though he finished finished the game, five for 13, four for 10 from the three, you know, he, he took good shots. So... Kemba's going to come back in, he, he's going to be the starter, he, 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 he's one of the top paid guys, one of the best players, but yeah, it's going to be interesting moving forward of how how can Brad play all four of these guys, and it's great to have the depth, um, but you know, when you have this great point guard play like you did in today's game, it's going to cause that issue of who's going to be the odd man out, you know, how small can you really go, and you know, it'll be interesting moving forward. No, hopefully Kemba's Kemba's coming back fairly soon, as you said. He, he practiced this week, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be an interesting dilemma for Brad Stevens.
0: I'm thinking. I mean, even if it's it's not going to be full full minutes, he's going to be on a minutes restriction when he comes back. But my guess is at this point, is he's probably going to end up seeing some minutes in that Philly game this this coming week. Yep. Um, but you know, you brought up Jeff Teague and he was another guy that played really well tonight. You know, the last couple games. And again, I guess I'm going back almost a week here since we had that whole <laughs> week layoff, but um, you know, I've been thinking to myself, like when Kemba returns, Pritchard deserves minutes at this point. Like, I think, I think he's proved to the entire team that he deserves minutes. Yep. And, and, my only thought was, okay, like it's he's going to be taking minutes from Teague, and then Teague comes out and does this, yep. you know, seventeen points, and I'm not I'm not mad about this at all. Like it's a it's, it's a good problem to have, but it's it's tough. I mean, Teague ended the night seventeen points, two steals, two assists, and a rebound, and he shot well, fifty percent from the field, fifty percent from three right it's really it's all we can ask from the guy so for me i just i don't i don't really know where all the minutes are going to come from we're going to end up going small is my assumption which is another it's it's just another anomaly because this is also the year where we kind of have more depth at the big man position
1: yep
0: so if, it's gonna to be tough. It's gonna to be tough. I'm, you know, excited for the team because we've got depth in positions that we haven't had in a while. But I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where the minutes go. At yeah, this point,
1: again, you can only, you know, you can't play. It's gonna be very difficult to play. Let's say you have Kemba, you have Marcus Smart, you Pritchard. If you have them all on the court, you're way too small because they're gonna poked up whoever. Is guarding. I mean, Marcus Smart can guard a little bit bigger. He's a little more physical, but you know, y- y- you're not trotting out Pritchard, Smart, Kemba, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. You, you just you're going to lose. They they lost. I mean, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I mean, they lost the rebounding battle today, and it's it just it- again, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be intriguing to watch. It's going to be something to look forward to to see how how Kemba comes back. And I think Kemba's also the type of guy that, you know, he's going to fit his way back into the team. I don't think he's a guy that's going to say, oh, I need to take my 20 shots. Yeah. Um, have a guy a couple of years ago that kind of, ha- I think, had that mindset where Kemba, he, he wants to fit in the team. He understands how great Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are. So I think he'll be fine moving back into the lineup. And as you said, he's not going to play 30 minutes, by the way. It'll probably be 10 10 minutes, you know, first game, maybe a full quarter. Yeah, they'll ease him in. So,
0: we'll see. And one of the things that's continuously impressive from Kemba's, you know, not playing is how much he supports these guys. You know, he's said it on multiple occasions over the last couple weeks that, you know, It's been a lot of fun watching Tatum and Brown go out there. Like they're two superstar players. And he's said the word superstar over and over this season. And I just think, like, and we'll get to, you know, the difference between him and Kyrie later in the podcast here, because I do want to talk about that. But the difference in why I think the Celtics will ultimately work better than the Nets is the fact that Kemba is very okay being that third option. Yep. And, you know, I don't, I don't really know that Kyrie's going to be that way. (laughs) You know, that, it obviously remains to be seen. We haven't seen him play a single game together. And obviously he's on his $900,000 hiatus where he's just getting fined and not playing. But, you know, it's a story for another day, I guess. But, the other, the other guy that I want to talk to about is Jalen Brown. And, you know, I, again, tweeted this earlier. Like, the most impressive stat for me in the entire first half was Jalen Brown had six assists. Yep. And, you know, you look at his game today, it's just, it's another very complete game. 21 points, a steal, eight assists, two rebounds, seven of seven from free throws, which he's struggled at. Not, I guess, in the last three or four games. He's almost like 19 of 19, wow. I think. Yeah, it
1: like, I guess it, he had to miss the free throw in the last three or four games,
0: something like that, yeah. So the the guy just continues to excel on another level that you know the Celtics need, especially in a game where we don't have Tatum, right? Like yeah. JB stepped up, took over on the assist. Like he led the team by far in assists. I mean yeah. Tra- Tremont Waters had 5 and those were all garbage time yeah. assists. Um but I mean other than that, I mean the next the next highest is Pritchard at 3. So he had 5 more assists than pretty much the rest of the team. So, yeah. you know, that for me is is huge and if you know I said this in the beginning of the season if we can get 25 5 and 3 from him or maybe three and a half four this team is going to be dangerous and he's stepped up I mean his assist numbers are up higher this year than they have his entire career so it's good to see
1: yeah and you know you mentioned the, the 21 points he only took he took only 12 shots 12 shots to get you 21 points that's a 50, 50% from the field Yeah, you mentioned field you know, shooting is, is huge and obviously he'll be solid defensively you know, I think moving forward, he's got to be, just because of how the, the size, the, the one thing that, from watching Jalen Brown, is sometimes it seems as if he gets, not disinterested, but he's one of the most athletic guys on the floor at all times. He, he You know, he should be rebound, he he's rebounding it well this season, he didn't rebound it well though this game, when he had two rebounds, he's. Has six on the season, but he's one of the most athletic guys. Him and Tatum need to be in that eight rebound per game, and obviously Thompson, Tristan Thompson had eleven tonight in twenty minutes, which was huge. But I think that if if he can do what what you mentioned, get five to six rebounds every game, it's going to help the Celtics that much more.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's there's one more one more guy that I actually want to talk about, but I do want to mention, you know. Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice, eleven and ten as far as rebounds respectively. I think what Brad did tonight was in splitting them up worked. I think we need to continue with that. I don't want to talk about that because I've been I feel like I've talked about it every single podcast this season about the two big lineup. Yeah. But the guy that, you know, I really want to talk about is Javante Green. And I'm I'm curious on your thoughts here because For me, I think Javante Green, I mean, he played a lot of minutes tonight. And and again, a lot of those are garbage time minutes, you know, at the end of the game. But every time this guy, he steps on the floor, he is just full of energy. And I've, you know, compared him to Robert Williams in the past and just he has a a lot of upside. And then he has some instances of – kind of falling off where I'll have a stupid turnover or whatever it is, but 10 points, two steals and assist. And a couple of them led to incredible dunks. The guy is just, he is ath- He is athletic as they come.
1: Yep.
0: So I guess my question for you is, is a guy like Javante green, someone that can slash will move into the rotation and be someone that we rely on consistently moving forward?
1: That's a great question. I mean, this is, and so this is what sort of good, obviously you don't want Tatum at a lineup because you want to, you know, you want to see him on the court, but it gives opportunities to, to green and he took advantage of it. And I think it's tough because both him and, and we, we've talked about Ojale already is, I think they're kind of fighting for those, Backup wing minutes. I mean, Robert Williams, when he gets back, you know, we'll see how uh, Brad Stevens puts him back in there. I mean, Grant Williams is going to play. But Javante, like you said, he just hits athleticism. And I think he's a tremendous defender. I think he understands his role is I defend, I you know, I rebound, and – the way I'm going to score it is by slashing and putting the ball to the floor and attacking the hoop. Mm-hmm. So I think he understands his role. And you try to think, you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at the wing. I, semi going to have to stay in the rotation. So it's really, I think it's going to come down to, is the force wing going to be Javante Green or Grant Williams? And, you know, I know Brad loves Grant. He plays Grant Williams a lot. He didn't do much tonight. He only had two points and two rebounds. So, I think it's really going to be between those two guys as who's going to get those backup wing minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you look at the team, too, I mean, even on the... If you've looked at the injury report, who we've had available, we've had a plethora of guards, and for the most part, we've had big men, and our wings have been very limited. Again, not something that we've seen in previous years. It's usually, you know a lot of depth at wing and not so much anywhere else. And this year is kind of flipped on its head. But when you have guys, obviously your two pillars are going to be JB and Tatum. As far as like backup wings go, I mean, you're right. It's going to be a guy like, I mean, Ojalá for me is he's earned his minutes. I think he's going to continue to continue to do that during the season. But then you know, you look at the big man rotation, and it's hard. There's a lot of a lot of big men with not so many minutes. So Grant Williams is kind of forced to move into more of that wing role. But then, you know, to me, Javante Green fits in with this team a lot better. You know, he runs the floor. He's got active hands on defense. And his athleticism just... It shines every single game. So, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that, you know, Javante Green can step into a bigger role on this team. Because I think he deserves it. I mean, I, he's not, like, super consistent, but neither is Grant Williams. You know, we've seen that. We've seen unbelievable games from Grant Williams. And then we've seen duds. So... <laughs> I mean it is what it is at this point. I mean I, I'm I think it's something that we need to continue to monitor. Because as the as the season moves on, like we're gonna need to give guys like J B and Tatum rest. And our wing depth is not it's not really there. So it's something that, you know, that I'll, I'll continue to monitor here. So it's it's good. It's, a, again, good problems to have. We've got depth. We've just got to figure out, you know, minutes at this point.
1: Absolutely. And I think the other thing was, you know, you mentioned Javante Green uh, defensively. Him, him and Ojolay defensively when they're on the court together. I, but I was just talking about Javante Green and, and Semi Ojolay defensively, you know, when you put them on the court, they're hard to score on. I don't know what their defensive rating is, but it's, you know, it's got to be sky high.
0: Yeah. So, I want to move into the back half of this podcast here, talk about some of the negatives today and into the Nets. Before we do so, want to give a huge shout-out to Taco. Played pretty well. Again, Celtics fans are going to freak out saying Taco is the answer. He's not the answer. He played well tonight. Great. But I want to move on from that. Before we move into the back half of the podcast, though, I want to pause for a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com use code Celtics take 15 that's Celtics take 15 for 15% off you won't regret it All right Celtics fans we're back for the back half of today's podcast I uh, want to talk pretty briefly about some of the areas for improvement some of the negative parts of today's game and I'll push it over to you in a little bit here Sam but for me the I know you're going to talk about offensive rebounds, but I want to talk about Marcus Smart and really the amount of shots that he's taking. Uh, we were going back and forth before the game started here. I told you that my magic number for him was 10. I wanted him under 10 shot attempts. You know, even in a game where we're kind of light on people due to injuries, uh, you know, 10 is the magic number for Marcus. He shot 13. And, you know, for me, he had more more attempts than JB by three. In the first half, he pretty much dominated the shot selection. And we need him to be an assist guy. You know, he's still driving, so he's still doing positive things, but he's taking too many shots, in my opinion. I know you were a huge proponent in offensive rebounds and the Celtics lacked a lot in that department today. So, I mean, I'll push it over to you. I mean, they had 10 offensive rebounds in the first half, the magic did. I don't know what they ended the game at, uh, but it's a serious problem. It's continued to be a problem for the majority of this season. So I mean, what do we need to switch? What do we need to change? I mean,
1: it ended up being 15 for the game, so they they held him a five in the second half. But the, the game, I know Brian Scalcini was talking about this on, on the telecast, and it, it wouldn't have even been a 25-point. It would have been a 40-point blowout if you take take care of the offensive glass. I think, you know, again, no no Robert Williams. I think that hurts a little bit with his athleticism, his ability to rebound, his, his numbers are thirty-six minutes are ridiculous this year um, yep. on the glass, but it, it, it's still a lot of standing around. It, it's not just it's not just on a Tristan Thompson. It's not just on Daniel Tites. It's got to be a group effort. And I, I, again, I, I mentioned that Jalen he played well. You know, played great. Twenty-one points, eight, eight assists. He needs to be a. He has to be more active on the glass. He, he's one of those guys that he can end with six or seven rebounds. And the other thing is, he, he's he tends and Jason Tatum, they're both young guys, they both want to go score. But they tend to they, they tend to watch and they don't go get the basketball. They're they're more athletic than these guys. The Magic was just they were just hungrier on the glass on the offense on when that saw went up and the Celtics didn't get the box and again you take care of the offense glass, you win this you win this game by forty plus. It's not even it's not even a it's not it not close and Taco gets more minutes. Yeah. So but it, yeah, the offensive, the offensive board, it, it's always, it's kind of always been a problem with the Celtics. Um, you would think with Tristan Thompson in here, it'd be, a, you know, they'll do a little bit better, but you know, it's just something that they're going to have to work on moving forward. Um, there are teams in, in in the East, the fox the Sixers, that they they live off those offensive rebounds and, and second chance points.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's. It's consistently one of our big problems. You know, yeah. for me, if you look at this season as a whole, it's been offensive rebounds. It's been turnovers. Tonight we did, you know, okay. It was only 11 turnovers. So for a game, that's not a it's not a bad number by any means. Uh, but it's been those two and really, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd probably chalk up, you know, transition defense as the third and i think you know transition defense and turnovers kind of go hand in hand uh, yeah. even tonight i mean you saw the the magic with 16 points off turnovers so it's it's something that even in a game where we played really well i mean it's not it's still not a good look it's still something that we're still something that we're talking about even in a game where we won by 27 points so yeah, yeah definitely something that can be can be changed, can be fixed and something that I hope we do figure out once we get a full full team back in back in action here.
1: We'll see, we'll see what happens and I, again I agree with what you're saying. The is smart. You know, if he as I think you tweeted, you know, not having more than ten shots but, and he just needs to understand like like you said, be an assist guy. Get set up better guys for open shots. You don't need to be We don't need you to be somebody that takes 10 10 three-pointers. I understand you're four for 10, but it's just not your role. You're a great defender, great distributor. So we'll we'll see if he can make that adjustment too moving forward.
0: Yeah. So I want to move away from the game day recap here real quick. And I want to talk about probably the most talked about topic in all of NBA basketball right now, and that's James Harden. and. A lot of people were trying to talk about James Harden coming to the Celtics, and ultimately the package was just too expensive. Right? They were asking for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and I believe it was two other first round draft picks. And Danny Ainge shot it down. And I commend him for that, because if you look at this season, JB is probably outperforming James Harden. And at this rate, he's just going to continue to get better. We're talking about you know, seven-year gap between the two of them. But he goes to the Nets, right? And I was looking through some stats, Sam, and this is where I want to to get your opinion. But top five career usage percentage over 30%. -hmm. You've got LeBron, DeMarcus Cousins, which I kind of thought was interesting. And then you've got Harden, Durant, and Irving. So, top five usage percentage. And the Nets officially have three of those five. Can that work?
1: I, I don't think so. I mean, look. It's great individual talent that if you went to. You wanted to go play pickup in the park. That's a great team to have. But... I just don't understand. I just don't see how the offense is going to work. Now, Kevin Durant, for me, is going to be the one of the three that is going to say, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to be okay taking 15 to 16 shots. I'll, I'll be okay." but He did it with Golden State, um, but you know, it, it's funny. I just don't know how Kyrie Irving is, going to, is really going to take. I mean, I know he's been away from the team and whatever's going on. He left, he came to Boston, wanted, he wanted to get away from LeBron, came to Boston, wanted to be the man, didn't work out. Went to Brooklyn to be the man with KD. Now you're bringing in James Harden who needs the basketball. And he he, he needs the basketball, not because the score, but he, he's a good passer, likes to set players up. So, Kyrie Irving went from being the first option to the third option in, in less than a year and a half. So, I just... Uh, offensively, yeah, they're going to be able to score. It's just, it's just going to be a bunch of isolation ball. And then on the other end, I mean, James Harden, he's not a great defender. Kyrie Irving, not a great defender. Kevin Durant is okay, but you got rid of Jared Allen, who was averaging a double double on the season. Great rim protector. You got rid of Terrence Labert. I just. I don't. I don't know. I. I personally don't think the trio's gonna work. People are saying they're gonna win the NBA championship now. I just don't know if that's. I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, Vegas. Vegas odds came out, and they are right now just behind the Lakers as far as title yeah. chances. And you know, for me, if you actually, if you honestly, if you ask anybody, this is either this is a championship team or they're gonna implode. Yep. And. <laughs> I I don't I I am on the side of the fence that they're going to implode. For me, a lot of this hinges on Kyrie Irving. I don't I personally do not think that Kyrie is going to be okay with this. It's he's already he's already come out and said that he's not playing on Saturday even though I guess the NBA is allowing him to return. So it's already out that he's not returning. If he for whatever reason goes the Stephen A. Smith route and just retires, which I don't (laughs) think is likely. This Nets team is gonna suck. Like they they need that offensive firepower from all three of them. Yep. But it's not just the offensive firepower that they need. It's it's symmetry. It's you know again, you played college ball, you know it's not just one guy doing his thing. You need a team behind you. Right, so for me, I don't, I just, I don't know how they're gonna fit together and play a full game. Like they're gonna have to stagger minutes, but when they stagger minutes, who, go, who goes in to take their spot? Like you got yeah. rid of Karis Laverde, who is probably gonna be an all star in the next two years at the rate that he's improving, and then you get rid of arguably your best defensive player in Jared Allen. Yep. So, you know, for me, sure, it's, they added one of probably the most explosive scorers, most efficient scorers in NBA history, but at what cost? And to mm-hmm. me, I, I just, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to work. I, yeah,
1: I just, it was, it was, and, Harden, and this is the other thing. It, it seems as if Harden seems to tear teams apart. And we saw it with, they got they got him, you know, I think just what Shaquille O'Neal said this on TNT. They got him Dwight Howard. Oh, it didn't work out for a couple months, so they got rid of him. They bring in Chris Paul. Oh, it didn't really work. So now he's going to play with arguably one of the toughest guys to play with people in the saying it's about Kyrie Irving that he's difficult to play with so and you throw in the fact that they have a rookie head coach Steve Nash this is his first year as a head coach and now you gotta you have to try to you know
0: Obviously, we're a Celtics podcast. and Well, I want to compare them to the Celtics here. But if you look at the Celtics, one of their you know strong attributes is defense. And if you look at Marcus Smart, he can match up with Kyrie. JB will be on Harden. And then you've got Tatum, similar length that, as Durant. So obviously those three guys on the Nets are more talented offensively than what you get from a defensive player and all of the Celtics. But from a matchup standpoint, that's all the real, the Nets really have. Like, I think we're going to match up fairly well with them with what we have on our team. And then we've got other guys like Grant that can go in, match up with some of the smaller guys. I don't think he would fare very well against Durant, but I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, if a lot of it to me hinges on hinges on Kyrie just sucking it up and playing with them. I think Durant needs to take the lead on this. I, I like him for me is the core of this team. If Durant can somehow get into the head of Harden and Kyrie, this team can do really well. They've got the firepower to do it, but I think I think he's going to be the guy that needs to lead this team, because I think it's very clear that Kyrie Irving is not a leader, and even though Harden said that he is a, I forget the exact word. Did he say excellent teammate?
1: <laughs> excellent. I think, I think that I think that was the
0: word. yeah excellent. yeah excellent teammate. I laughed my ass off when I heard that. Definitely not an excellent teammate after calling your entire team out. So I mean a lot of it a lot of it is for me. I mean the, the leadership needs to come from Durant and it seems like Durant is more of a quiet player and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in assuming this, but I mean, from everything I've seen, if you looked at the Golden State Warriors, a lot of the leadership to me came from Steph Curry. If you yeah. look at, you know, going back towards the Thunder, I think it was Russell Westbrook. I mean, I don't think either of them were good leaders. I don't think Westbrook's a good leader either. But it seemed like Westbrook was the guy. So, I don't know. It it's interesting. I'm going to I I do want to wrap it up there. Uh I appreciate you hopping on, Sam. For all of you guys that are listening right now, uh make sure to follow Sam's blog uh it's sam's sports angle dot blog com uh it's got a lot of great articles most recent one about time lord uh so make sure to check that out if this is your first time checking into the podcast i appreciate you make sure to follow rate review uh you can find me on twitter at nba celtics guy uh and we've got, we've got an exciting rest of the season here. So, Sam, I appreciate you hopping on here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was, it was good. And yeah, a lot, a lot more season to come. And look forward to see what the Celtics got.
0: Absolutely. All right, Celtics fans, have a great night. We will talk to you soon. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it I can't help it now. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic.